Hello all you beautiful stroke survivors all around the world. This is Karina, your host and creator. Long story short, 25 years ago, I suffered a brainstem dissection that led me to coma and a locked-in syndrome. But luckily I am here and I am proof that if I can do it, you can do it too. My episodes are short and very filled with valuable information. So please go right ahead, take notes, pause the podcast, and don't forget to download the episodes so you can refer to them as you are recuperating yourself. So today, I want you to know that I am here to empower, inspire, and give you hope that there is so much life to live after stroke. Grab yourself a drink, a coffee, pen and paper. I love to say that the faintest of ink is better than the best memory. And come and meet me here in my dining room, where we're going to record today's episode. You remember in my intro, I mentioned about how you need to find something that excites you, that ignites you, something that you really, really want to do. And I'll give you a, a very good example. I have been wanting to work out or start working out again uh, for a couple of months, but seems like I get up and I get a roll in the house and then it's time for me to eat breakfast, shower up, get ready and go to work. So that's what I do. And it wasn't working for me. So now what I did is I started laying out my clothes and my running shoes just as I offer you guys that information. Just as I tell you guys, you need to lay out your clothes the night before. Guess what I do in the morning? I get up put my gym clothes on, put my running shoes. Yes, I might skip doing the dishes or putting a load of laundry because I want to go work out. That motivates me. Seeing my clothes there is not just another pile of stuff. It's something that motivates me because I feel great after. So really, if your example working at a job 40 hours a week that you dread going to. Do you think that that is the job for you? The correct answer is no. The correct answer is no. I will never in this life go work for someone or something that I am not passionate about, that I can't give 100% out of myself because it's going to suck the life out of me. It's going to suck the energy out of life. (laughs) It's going to suck the energy out of me. Well, it's the same thing, guys. I also said in my intro that I think it's innate in us to all have a little bit of laziness because, example, you're sitting on your couch or on your recliner and you're nice and cozy. You're like, ugh, you know what? Screw that working out. I'm going to keep watching Netflix. I've done it too, guys. I have done it too. Now, if you do that, farewell accepting, very well accepting how you are going to feel that you didn't do your workout, that you decided to stay on the couch. I want you to enjoy every moment you are on that couch. Promise me that. No guilt. No, I should have. 
No, 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 no. One of my episodes previously was about consequences to our actions. A consequence of staying on the couch is going to be that you're going to feel guilty. I don't want you to feel guilty. I want you to live each and every moment that you choose to do because you want to do it. Does that make sense? makes a lot of sense to me in my little head. <laughs> but um, one very important thing, when you want to get motivated, you got to be doing something that you're going to like. Whatever it may be, maybe it's mandalas, maybe it's fixing cars, maybe it's we're going beyond reading. Maybe it is actually reading a very nice book, all cozied up. But you got to love it because that's going to give you energy. That's the whole point of being motivated to do something. It is to, because it's going to give you energy. So let's go back to my workout clothes and my running shoes. I just got up this morning. I did my morning routine in the bathroom. Went back in my room, got dressed, put my sneakers, grabbed the dog and left. How great do I feel after I've done that? Came back in, did a few squats, did a few things that I particularly have to do for my workout. And now I'm talking to you. I am full of energy. I'm not standing, I'm not sitting here with you saying, oh, you see that energy is like dragging. No, I don't want to drag. So... I'm going to give you guys a little scenario. In order to be motivated, you need to have a plan of action. You need to have intention. You need to know where you're going. So let's say, let's imagine that you are getting in the seat of your car. You're behind the wheel. You start the car. You and then you say, okay, where are we going today? What am I doing? And you don't have a destination. I'm not talking about going on a road trip here. I'm talking about having a purpose. If you're sitting, how many people get up and just breathe, just Go through the day, go through the motions with no emotions. Going through the motions with no emotions. So, let me ask you this. When you went to school, did you start writing right away? Or... Did you start learning the alphabet, writing the alphabet, capital letters, small letters, you started to read, and all that affected your speech, right? And let's say you're working out or you used to work out. Did you start lifting 100 pounds right away? Or did you start with 10 pounders? And what did you do, right? The more you worked out, the bigger you got. 
Yes, or the more weight you lost. So it's a little bit the same thing when we talk mental mobility. You have to start small and move big. But these small movements are going to really propel you to bigger ones afterwards. It's a little bit the same thing, guys. You have to be patient. And you have to give it time, but you do not stop. You got that? You need to feed your mind constantly, constantly, constantly. Because you know your mind is a muscle. And it doesn't matter if you had a stroke and parts of it is damaged. The neuroplasticity is going to build different pathways to it. That's what's great about it. You don't need to fully understand the functioning. You just need to have the will to start at the beginning. Just like when you were in elementary school. Or just when you started working out or working out to lose weight. Same thing. I'm going to give you another example. Say your uh, husband comes to you. And he says, what do you want for Christmas? And you say, just anything, whatever you want. Comes Christmas mornings and you're opening the gifts. And there's a pair of nylons. You're going to be like, what the heck is this? Why did you get me that? But in the first place, you told him, get me anything. So he got you anything. How can you be mad for not saying what you want? That's what I'm getting to. So it's important that you say what you want. Not necessarily to others when it comes to motivation, but you sure as hell have to say it to yourself. Speak up. Own your voice. You know what's funny? I'm not a religious person, but I am a spiritual person and I so believe in God. And I also believe that that's the way God talks to us, through our energy. That's, that's how he wants us to live the best life, our fullest life, not to just be stagnant. So, very quickly, we are going to be going through the five steps you need to get more motivated. You ready? You got your pen and paper? Because there's going to be notes to be taken. <laughs> See you in a bit. So number one is really to have a vision, a destination. Where the heck are you going with your survival as a stroke survivor? Where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be in three months? Where do you want to be in a year? And you're going to tell me, yeah, but Karina, like, I didn't get there last, like, six months ago. I said I wanted to be walking better from two, two canes to one cane or one cane to no cane. And I'm still here. I'm still walking with it. Damn it. Guess what? Guess what, honey? Guess what, honey bunny? You are one step closer. So have that vision of where you want to be how it's kind of like when we're pregnant 
when us girls were pregnant and we're holding our bellies and I'm going to be the best mother. You're not going to miss anything. <clears throat> and we're going to spend time together and I'm just going to love you so much. And okay. That is having a vision. You are feeling your vision. That in nine months, you're going to be holding that little baby. And you're going to be living that vision. It's the same thing, guys, as stroke survivors. You know that I always say, use my story, use my parables of how I talk, and twist them around and make them your own, okay? I'm just saying what I think. You, you make it work for you. I'm here for you. Anytime, but make it work. And have a vision is number one. Number two is going to make a couple of people upset. So if you want to be mad at me and you want to tell me on Facebook, go right ahead. Stroke surviving the odds underscore the pot page. The number two is schedule time out. Yes. As stroke survivors, you have appointments for PT, appointments for OT, appointments for speech therapy, appointments at the gym, right? So you're scheduling time out for these things. You're scheduling for the doctor, for the dentist, for the car repair, right? For the oil change. That's how shit gets done, right? So if you are not going to PT and OT, you need to schedule time out. And 99% of people that say, I don't have time, are people that have trouble with time management. That's where I come in. If you need help, we can talk about that. But that is very important to schedule, pencil your time in. I can't say it enough. All right, number three is have intention. Having intention is making a plan. It's basically as if you're planning a wedding. Your intention is to have a wedding. So your best friend is going to be your maid of honor. You're going to have three ushers. You are going to have chocolate cake. You're going to have beautiful white tablecloth and everything is going to be rose gold. You can just picture it in your mind, right? You have intention, dear. You're a stroke survivor. You figure out your vision is that in three months, I want to be walking with one cane, not with two canes. So you have to ask yourself, what do I have to do today or this week to get one step closer to what I want? My dream wedding, my dream walking. You see, I'm using different parables to try to trigger you, make your brains work a little bit more because that's how I learn, by relating A with B. So I'm just being myself right here. It's important to ask yourself, what, what do I need to make today wonderful? What, what do I need 
better communication with my spouse because I'm you I've been a bitch lately I haven't been nice I haven't been I've been cranky my hormones are going through the roof I'm menopausal I would like to have better communication and have a nice fight free day with my hubby today when you wake up and you have that intention trust me your day is going to go better your day is going to be better and you're going to have your dream wedding this is what i have for you guys today on stroke surviving the odds i hope that you enjoyed the episode make sure that you leave a review on your favorite platform and that you donate via PayPal in order to keep this Stroke Surviving the Odds podcast going. You can also leave a comment on my social media. Facebook is at Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page. And Instagram is on SSTO underscore the podcast. Make sure you join my group. The link is in the description. And you go right ahead and you download the episodes because you know you're gonna want to record you're gonna re well <laughs> you're gonna want to refer to them again as you are rehabilitating yourself. That was a mouthful, guys. So that being said, I love you very much. I will talk to you guys soon. Enjoy your day. Bye.